Pod, 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 pod. Rugby pod. Hello and welcome along this week's Rugby Pod, brought to you as usual by our good friends at Guinness. We've run some great competitions with Guinness this season, including the DIY GNS, where three clubs are going to get a Guinness makeover. The winners, Old Grammarians, Gilbin Cosmos and Gosforth RFC, are due to get a spruce up in August ahead of the new season. So big thanks to Guinness for sorting them out. Goody is here with me as usual today, but Big Jim is off. He's sunning himself in Dubai, so we've got an old friend back with us. Joe Marler's here. How are you, mate? Hello. What are you saying he's old? Why are you being horrible already? No, that's not the issue bit I have oh. with. Old, old friend. friend. Well, how would you describe Andy Rowe right now? Uh, As in... Someone I've met a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you for having me back on. I wonder why you asked me back this week. <laughs> Where have you been? Why haven't you been playing? What do you mean? Are you injured or are you dropped? Are you all of the above? Just some time out. Oh, one of those again, is it? Actually, actually just <laughs> Careful now, Joe. I, um, no, I broke my hand and I got some nerve damage in my shoulder. How'd you break your hand? In a rugby game against the mighty Saracens. Punching? No, no punching. Okay. You That's out of the game now. You don't do that. It's, okay. out, of, it's out of my game. How's the shoulder? <laughs> like the, the nerve damage. How do you fix that and how long are you out for? Uh, it's time frame when I asked. I said... Um, so how long then? You usually get you know, six to eight 46, weeks or something. Yeah. Or, you know, you get some sort of loose time frame. But it was literally like a week to a year. A classic went, time frame. Man. I went, what? You're really giving yourself some <laughs> some room there? And they were like, um, no, honestly, mate, we don't know. Nerves, they just, everyone's different in terms of how they heal. And I've made some progress this week and... Who knows? Hopefully it'll be good to go soon. The old mm. classic 1 to 52 injury. Yeah. They're, they're Usually the physios are trying to keep their jobs. You better get back soon, pal. It's all going wrong at Quinn's, isn't it? All going wrong? Well, you've lost four on the spin. We haven't been outside the top five. We haven't been outside the top six all year. Well, no, I'm talking about just form. A current because form. Because as, as you know, yeah. I had, and up until this weekend, mm. turned into a little bit of a Harlequins fan. Yeah, you, Basically, used, I you, just... you were going hard, obviously being an employee at Wasps. Yeah. But then there was a big period in which you... Spoke the truth? No, stop really talking about them. You know, I don't really... know, this is about Harlequins. This is about... <laughs> <laughs> and basically, all I'm saying is, you know, had you not have had the bet with Jim Hamilton earlier in the season, I don't know what allegiance I'd have to Harlequins, probably absolutely <laughs> none. But the bet was there, and is there still, that Jim gets a tattoo of your face on his ass if you finish in the top four. We got... And I've watched the last <laughs> four games of Harlequins, seen you lose, 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 and I'm like... Up until this weekend, when I didn't think Wasps could make the top four, I was like, come on, Quinn, please win. Because mm. I wanted to see your face on his ass. But now, fuck the lot of you. I want Wasps in the top four. Oh, wow. You've got three games to go, mate. Anything can happen. Hey, it could come down to that last game at the Mighty Rico Arena, couldn't oh, it? Oh, that's going to be a good game. Especially what, it was a bit tasty at the big game, wasn't it? It was a shit game. There's a lot. But there's a little bit of niggle between ah, the two lot. teams. Ah, there's a lot of niggle in there. You know, you like um, stirring that up. We're I not fucking do. talking about it again. I will right. do. I will do as well. You can do it then, not now. I'm oh, not no, talking no. about no, it. No, give me a few weeks oh, to build up to it. Anyway, it'll be good. So, yeah, we, yeah we've yeah we lost a bit of form. Due um, to your injury, I believe. Your words, yep. not mine. Um, but we, we've got the semi-final, European... Se- second, obviously, second tier, but European semi-final. Claremont away. Claremont away. Oosh. What? A, what? You played there before? Yeah. Unbelievable. Never won there, obviously. Oh no, I did win there. 
Mm. I did them when they were for Leicester, yeah. We spanked them before they were good. Oh, when they were Montferrand or something? Uh, yeah, Clermont Ferrand yeah. when they were them. Yeah, yeah. We dominated them a couple of times, but okay, no. Okay. But still an unbelievable place to play. Yeah. Why is that? So it's just the atmosphere, the fans they've got there, brilliant. The actual the setup of it, it looks like a bit like a housing estate, doesn't it? Yeah, like yeah. the towers, you know, above you, quite close to the pitch. So. Steep. Very steep. Right. A good place to go and play. So boys, that, yeah, we've lost a bit of form in the league. Going into a semi-final, give it a good crack against against an unbelievably good team in yeah. Clermont. Joe, you talked about your um, your two injuries, your hand and your and your shoulder. Obviously, they haven't damaged your tweeting arm. You've been oh, he's, he's one Twitter and he. It's been going off a little bit, hasn't it? Have you? Because um, you've you've had a wee we have had loads of wees. Yeah, you've had a had a wee crack at Israel Folau. That's that's got you a bit of press, and then you followed it up with a Billy Vonopola tweet. First of all, sort of talk us through those those tweets. Um, I think they're quite basic, but I mean, talk us through them what a little bit. What do you mean bit. basic? They're <laughs> quite basic. I didn't you mean it like basic. You patronising fuck. I, I mean, put a like, lot of effort into that, a lot of thought. Do you cop any heat from that from your club, or do you get told that I'm you well are? well versed in stuff you're not allowed to tweet, which I've been reprimanded in the past for. Go on. When I, in 2016, called Bob Dwyer a wanker. Oh. Um, which was obviously out of line. On Twitter? And of and out of character. It so was on Twitter, and so then I got a written warning from called... the RFU. Oh, okay. Yeah, for my misconduct or so whatever. So what, what, kind of, what are they saying? Similar to what Billy's got today. Like, how bad's the written warning? They say well, it's well, written, written down and it handed on a piece of paper. Well, it goes, it it goes verbal. It's the same as like any yeah. organisation, I think. Yeah, you get a verbal warning, a written warning, and then it's like final warning, like a proper like oi 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 now, oi, oi. last fucking chance, arsehole. So why did you call Bob Dwyer a wanker? Because it was the Australia tour, yeah, and he was coming out three with art- articles again. It was a three 0 tour. Yeah. I didn't go on, so of course. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, He'd come out and he was slagging the English scrum and he was saying that Coley was cheating and the English are illegal. Classic Aussie thing. And I was like, oh, I'm not having this. From afar as a fan, watching it, I just thought, oh, Bob Dwyer's a wanker. But it turns out that's defamation of character. Okay. And you can legally be sued for stuff like that. Oh, wow. Had I put, I think Bob Dwyer's a wanker. You'd have been okay. I'd have been all right in a court of law, but I'd have still got a written warning. So it's probably best to have just taken it down and apologised, which I did. Um, so, yeah, back to the actual tweets I put out. I just, I disagreed with what Israel Folau had put out. Um, and rightly so. Yeah, I, I disagreed with it and I just thought I would respond in the way I know how, really. And you're a bit, a bit lightheartedly to try and, like, I didn't want to go too heavy and just be like, look, mate, can we not just get on? I'm I'm all for people having different beliefs and religion and and any religion you want, you can have, mate. But I'm I'm an atheist. I don't go around <laughs> criticizing everyone with a religion or believe in a god or believe in Buddha and all that. Saying, oh, that's a load of fucking bollocks, and you're all deluded because that's not fair. I'd stick to my what I believe and what. My family, how my family unit bring themselves up and stuff like that and crack on with that and accept everyone else's view of that. And I just objected to him coming out, especially as a high-profile rugby player, saying that gay people are going to go to hell, which he may believe, well, he clearly does believe, but it's fucking ridiculous to come out and say that, especially in this day and age. I completely agree. 
I completely, and I mentioned I did a column for Rugby Pass on it, and you'd have played against you and Murray at some point. Yeah. Um, weird character. <laughs> very weird character. What, very you? good rugby player. Very good scrummager. He wasn't by the time I played with him. Okay, Worcester, by the way. <laughs> Maybe the laws changed at that point. Um, he's a born-again Christian, and I had a big issue with him. We were on the bus on the way back from a game at Worcester, probably lost as ever. Uh, we're playing cards and having a few beers at the back of the bus, and he came to came down the back and started preaching to us about how wrong we were. I was like, you and I don't get involved with your beliefs. They didn't play on a Sunday. And I didn't go around to his house and say, get your kit on, you've got to play, because we need you or anything like that. That's that's what he does. That's what he's written into his contract. That's okay. Whether you agree with it or not, that's the way he leads, leads his life. Yeah. But don't come to the back of the bus and start preaching to lads who are having a beer and playing cards. That was, that was all I lived for those days. Everyone can lead their life and live their life in any which way they want to. When you start preaching your strong beliefs on other people in, in terms of religion and those people don't follow that, that religion as closely as you do or don't follow religion mm. at all or whatever, you're going to cause problems. Especially when you are... And it's a strong stance by the Australian Rugby Union. Israel Folau, make no bones about it, is... One of their best players. One of, if their not best their player? best player. Yeah. He's one of their best players, if not their best player. Six months away from a World Cup. He's had warnings before about it. And they've terminated his contract. And he can appeal, whether he does or not. Um, what I liked... I don't care. He, he, I Michael like Checker's interview about it. When he came out and said, look, after the first lot, we, we said, look... Izzy or whatever that you can have your beliefs mate and we'll stick by you as a, as a team you're part of our team everyone has different beliefs and thingy within the squad but when you put on the gold jersey and you're a rugby player and you're making people in the world or out in the rugby community feel like they're not welcome here or not wanted because they're gay then none of the team can stand by that no. and you know, they didn't have a choice for that, which was fair play to him. Yeah. So. I mean, it's clear cut with Israel for me. What he's done is wrong and they've taken the appropriate action. The big one for me is obviously Billy and whether that's been misinterpreted, whether he hasn't really thought about it mm. before tweeting. And again, you tweeted Billy as well, didn't you? Uh, again, just... You <laughs> know, What's your relationship like with a Billy? Bit of a, well, he, he plays for Saracens and I so play for Harlequins. Him. So you hate him is what you're saying? I'm saying there's... There's always a little what about bit, when you come okay, together I'll in the England me, team? No, guys, well, always, your mates well, I always when they used on, to. Don't yeah. be mean to him. He's retired. I always got on really well with Bill, and he's an unbelievable player, great bloke. Just on this occasion, that we have obviously disagree with it. But again, I've done it. I don't want to make light of it by saying, "Oh, I've just done it as as a bit of a joke." I think I haven't. I've done it because I disagree with him, but I've just tried doing it in a little bit more of a come on, mate, like. A bit of a laugh with it, but not trying to make it not serious. It is a serious issue and a serious topic, but come on, let's move on. And I just think Bill struggled to articulate it a little bit in that yeah. Instagram post he did. Yeah. I, I got that he wanted to support his beliefs and he'd had a lot of shit. I presume what he said in it, a lot of shit, telling him you're out of order and all that lot. And he was like, no, don't question me for my religion. And But I just don't think he articulated it very well. Um I don't think he is homophobic. I don't think um, he's a nasty bloke. I just think he made a bit of a mistake on yeah. on this one. And what I don't get is there's actually been a lot of backlash the other way, saying, "Hang on now, you're telling you're, you've sacked Izzy Falau, you've reprimanded Billy for their faith, but your argument is that rugby is inclusive and should allow everyone to race, creed." religion sexual orientation sexual orientation 
but actually you're discriminating against someone for their coming out and believing in their religion mm. openly. Yeah. So there's a lot of people saying mm. that, saying, hang on a minute, you're saying they're being out of order to the LGBT community, but actually you're in return being out of order to someone who's got religious beliefs, which is a huge amount of Polynesian rugby players that we have playing in the Premiership. But no one attacked them first, you know. Like It's dangerous for the young Polynesian kid, God-fearing, that's growing up playing rugby, that is struggling with the idea of coming out. That's when it's dangerous. It's not Poly- it doesn't have to be Polynesian either. It can be yeah. absolutely anyone. You know, man, girl, woman, boy, whatever. These are, you know, whether you like it or not, you're an icon. A lot of people look up to Billy Vanapola. A lot of people would look up to Israel Folau. And there'll be a kid somewhere that wants to be Billy Vanapola trying to smash people on a Sunday morning or a Saturday for the school, whatever, 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 who has these things in his head saying, I want to come out, I want to say this, but Billy says it's wrong. So, And I want to be Billy when I'm on a rugby field. It, it doesn't go hand in hand. So rugby is all-inclusive. And I, like, like Joe said then, extremist views that segregate and keep people apart from the inclusivity of rugby... Uh, that ain't welcome, and that's that's what it is for me. Spot on. The best bit about it for me is the way that the whole rugby community has stood up and said this isn't on. Yeah, you know this. Yeah. You know Israel Folau, what you're saying is wrong. You know, and there are you go through my my Twitter line today where I've I've done this piece for Rugby Pass, and I've got people coming at me saying I'm a hypocrite because I'm not inc- like Joe said. I'm not. Are including. you sure they say the crit bit at the end? <laughs> Very good. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Joe. But then, I'm not advocating, I don't want to say everyone should get sacked for this, that and the other, but... No, Israel Folau's situation was different because he'd already been on a warning and he'd signed a contract that specifically said, or I think it specifically said that you're not to post homophobic or offensive tweets moving forward. Do you think that the... Saracen's punishment warning, whatever you want to call it, has, has been enough? Yeah, I mean, we don't know the internal uh, disciplinary process that they've gone through. Ultimately, he's been given a warning. Saracens have distanced themselves from what he said uh, and said it doesn't sit in line with their values as a club. Uh, I'm sure there's something in there where they've said to Billy, like what happened to Israel Folau, don't do that again. You do it again, It's you know, this is your first warning. You run the risk. Now, the thing for me is Billy hasn't taken it down, has he? Do you know why he hasn't taken it down? Or are you surprised that he hasn't taken it down? I don't know. Maybe when he listens to this pod, he will. Unlikely. Because I know he listens to it. I think he should take it down as, you know, you've been reprimanded. Everyone's seen what you've said and done. Take it down as a mark of respect, probably. But we shall see. Mm. But I did like, last thing, Bristol's social media. And Bristol, <laughs> what they their, their comms, whatever it is. They've, that got department. An, they've got an award for the season, haven't oh. they? Surely. They're, they're... They played It's Raining Men to believe after the game. I don't think really? they played it to him. Well, no, okay. they didn't say they played on the tanoi. Oh, this right, one's this for you, Bill. No, this, this one's for. <laughs> I br- think it was a bit harsh to boo him, but then no, but that's the fans. When, that, but that's yeah, fans no. But then when you have such a divisive situation like that, you're going to get people that. As long as the booing was actually not like a hatred booing. But what is mean? a hatred like boo? Can you show me? Boo. And what's a jovial boo? Boo. <laughs> I don't think you can distinguish. Are you taking the piss 50, now? You can for you, but 50... Fucking boo! Well, you, or, what, what, who says fucking boo? <laughs> or boo. <laughs> I don't think you can distinguish every voice of 15,000 or so Bristol fans booing him. But what I did like is, um, and along the line of Joe's tweets, a bit of comedy in it. Let's um, take another quick look at Quinn's, because you guys have um, had a big retirement this week. James yes, Warwell, we have. Uh... Big Kev. Yeah, he told all the boys on... When was it? Yesterday. 
huge loss for us because he's been such a, a big leader for us and big, big character within the squad. But like he said in his in his statement, like he feels the time's right mentally, physically. He can't give enough and um, he's going to look to do some other bits and bobs in his life now. So, How did he break the news? Was it in the changing sheds? Or? Well, we ended up having a day off yesterday and... Uh, he just sent out a WhatsApp to the boys. I'm saying this, I'm going to announce my thing tomorrow, yada yada. But let's crack on and try and make some more memories in the next five, six, seven weeks. He's been great for you boys, hasn't he, as mm. well? And there's a, there's a marked difference between when he plays and results when he doesn't play, isn't there? Mm. Yeah. Um, he's really good signing. He has come over here and gone full bore week in, week out when he's been fit. And he's, he has had some injury issues, hasn't he? But Yeah, he has, and he's... That's, Part of the reason why he's decided to pack it in, but he has been phenomenal for yeah. us. Hard-edged, give it some yeah. character. Yeah, hugely competitive. Loved as soon as he got the cap, or as soon as he came at the club. I don't think he, no, he wasn't captain the first year, but you that could see that. What was that your year as captain? Or? Uh, no, I feel I forget that I was actually. You, were actually. <laughs> <laughs> you caught me off guard. Well, I was like, my, my year. My, what? <laughs> um, you know, you could tell he's a natural leader and he he thrives on that and he's he's been brilliant for us. So, yeah, it's been br- um, brilliant playing with him and hopefully we can give him something to shout about for the last, last few weeks. Fuck, mate. Fuck! Has mate. he said, um, is he going back to Australia? Is he hanging around here? Is he coaching? Is, is he, I don't know. I think he's, he's going to look out. into some bits and bobs. Obviously, there's opportunities with the World Cup coming up for not to play, but to do some bits out there. So I might look into that. Speaking of Horwell, we caught up with him earlier on in the season for our Superfan subscription service, and we thought we'd play you this quick clip of that now. Pod, 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 pod. Rugby pod. Can you remember the first time you thought, yeah, I've cracked this, you got you got given your first Wallabies jersey, you were going to go out and listen to the yeah. anthem? Yeah, well, I probably never actually thought I'd cracked it. I still probably don't think it's really? in a weird way. It's sort of like... You've always got unfinished, unfinished business. Yeah, or well, it's just, yeah, it's a bit like that, but it's always like this feeling of you can be better than you are. Like I've been very lucky to be, you know, I've represented. I was lucky. I played for my state for Queensland that I supported since I was a kid, and that meant a lot to me. That was I was as almost as emotionally invested into playing representing Queensland as I was playing for Australia. I think it that meant it meant that much to me, and I was sort of very lucky to play you know, 120 odd times for Queensland, and then you know I was quite lucky that I the timing fell right and I was sort of after a year of playing professional rugby I got to you know within the first season I went on my first Wallabies tour and got to to play for the Wallabies the year after and that just sort of never really sort of felt like I never thought you know you feel comfortable doing it but you don't really feel you create you always want to try and get better and you know you want to win and that was the thing for me was always wanting to win I wanted to win at every team you wanted the team to be successful I think it's the greatest feeling you can get playing professional sport is being successful as a group yeah I think that's sort of where not that I hadn't cracked it because obviously playing test rugby and being able to play regularly at test rugby was always an aim of mine and I've been lucky enough to do that because you kept in Australia 16 times you're very proud Australian as well yeah I am how does it feel looking at the Wallabies now they're down to seventh yeah look I'm always proud of anyone that pulls on the jersey because I know what it takes to get there and what it means to most you know what it meant to me and you still, I still believe that it means a lot to the people that do it uh, now. And look, obviously, they're going through a bit of a rough trot. You know, I think there's a, a, a number of contributing factors to that. What do you think now? Well, I think there's a lack of confidence in, you know, I think they're scared about, you know, what people are going to think if they don't win. They're almost scared to lose because of the 
the the hit back of the public opinion, the public, because uh, rugby is no doubt, and I don't think we make any bones, it, it's struggling a bit in Australia. You know, it's as a game, as a whole game, not just the national team, but super rugby struggling, the crowds are low, uh, grassroots, the, the numbers are down a little bit. So I think as a whole, there's just this negative aura around rugby. And I think it, to get that back, we need to sort of try and bring some positivity to it. Because there's a lot of people in Australia that really do care about Australian rugby, but the hard thing in Australia is that it is such a condensed sporting market. You know, we only have 25 million people in the whole country. You know, we have probably, we're the only country in the world that has three fully professional, full contact sports that play at the same time that are competing for the same players. So the same account, like young kids, same fans, same sponsorship dollars. No one's sort of in that. I don't. I think it's quite a unique market mm. in that sense. And I think we, we just sort of need to work on what the core is of rugby and then build it up from there. And I think the, the national level is the peak of it, the, ta- the national team. And it's just they seem a bit not scared. Not scared to lose is probably the wrong word. But yeah, just fearing of, of the failure. Like, you know, in the end, they're going out and they're busting their ass, But they're not. Sometimes the results just don't happen. And I, I still have confidence that there's some great young talent coming through and that next year at the World Cup will be there or thereabouts. And I've, I've, I still believe that. And I think Czech is the right guy to get them to the World Cup. Post that, we'll see. I think it might be time to, there might be some time for something else to happen. But I think up until the World Cup, I think he's the right guy. And they just need to keep building on what they've got and sort of not worry too much about the external factors, which is easier said than done, particularly in Australia. Because they, you know, it's a, it can be a bit of a fishbowl. And you can listen to the full episode of that along with loads of other great content, all for less than the price of a pint a month. So head over to patreon.com forward slash the rugby pod to check it out. Pod, 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 pod. Rugby pod. Well, because we've got you in here in the studio, Joe, we thought we'd get one of your old mates on the phone. Island captain and 2017 Lions tourist Rory Best joins us. How are you, mate? I'm very good, thanks. How are you guys? No, how have you got in? No, bestie. Well, uh, yeah. Sir, yes. sir, <laughs> sir, best. Bachi, how about you? <laughs> I'm all good. How are you? <laughs> How the going... fuck have you organised this? All rise for Sebastian, this... please. Uh, all rise. Did Joe, we... did Joe no. bring the leaf blower with him or did he leave that behind? Oh, you're a fucking uh, social media stalker, aren't you? <laughs> Go on, next <laughs> Leaf blower. I blow oh, my wife, home, yeah. don't I? Whoa, with whoa. a leaf blower. And not just the wife either. What do you mean? I've seen you do the kids. I've done the kids, yeah. That's out of order, mate. What do you mean? Kids is a bit much. They've got to learn the hard way, haven't they? <laughs> How are you, bestie? I'm very good. How are you? Yeah, good. Enjoy. Really good. Um... <laughs> Enjoying life. <laughs> yeah, are you injured? Uh, I am at the minute, yeah. What a bad a one? A, uh, it's not too bad. I'll hopefully play again towards the end of the season. Oh, okay. You, you know, pick up some game time just before the World Cup. I see what you've done there. Well played. You know, you're, thir- you're 37 now. Um, you're managing your minutes actually, more but... than the R- IRFU have done already. Bestie, uh-huh. Joe's told me a story about uh, you on the Lions tour. No, I haven't. And something to do with, uh, what's the lock's name for Saracens? Well, I don't know, but you've just made that Cruz- up. So. Cruzo. Bestie, can you tell us that the story was... about you and Cruzo and Joe at the at the bar, at the pub? Uh, <laughs> which one, though? We're not talking, I think we're talking about the, um, like we're talking about the restaurant one where Joe sort of capped off a very bad week for Cruiser by making him pay the bill. Yeah, how did that, that occur? <laughs> Well, it was just, it was sort of tradition to play a bit of credit card roulette for dinner, but we always said last two pay because it split it because some of the bills were were reasonably big. Yeah, and who was to but, blame for um, that, I wonder? <laughs> Haskell, because he had to put his yeah. uh, 
his talking fee onto it as well. <laughs> uh, and we sort of this time round, we give them the option of you can either split or go on your own. And I think Cruiser thought that he'd hit rock bottom and went, my luck has to change. <laughs> so we took it on and... Um, much, I, don't, I think it was at that point where everyone just had their head in their hands and oh, couldn't believe that he lost the game. So, so. That was after he got <laughs> dropped off the first test. Yeah, was it, everyone felt that sorry for him that they didn't offer to actually pay in the end. <laughs> you know, yeah. oh, fuck him, he's actually paying. Horrible <laughs> bunch. Yeah, horrible like, bunch. like you said, you have to learn your lessons. Exactly, you do. He learned the very hard way. And what was the it's other story you were going to tell us? I don't know. Well, I just wasn't sure. There's, there's that many. There's, somewhere, oh, don't fall for his trap. You've got to save him. What about the one where you were pants down for the circuit? You were, you were pants down in the park that time. Ridiculous. Grow up. Grow up. This is a fucking OBE we're talking it to is. here, sir. We'll we shouldn't him, even sir. be swearing. I'm sorry. Sure. Well, let, sorry. Let, let's talk. Uh, let's talk Ruggers and Rory. Obviously, great weekend for Ulster qualifying for the playoffs uh, for the Pro 14 and the Champions Cup for next season. Uh, win away at Edinburgh. Uh, obviously, you said earlier on you're going to get back for hopefully the knockout stages. Um, massive season for Ulster in terms of where you've come from to where you are at the minute, hey? Yeah, yeah, I think it's been it's been really good. Like sort of we saw a few signs at the end of last season when we were under massive pressure as to what we kinda had in our squad and how much character we had and thankfully this year we've kicked on a bit and like we've fallen short in, in a couple of games that the Leinster game, especially the quarter final, you know, we kinda we had them in a place where we felt that that we could take them to, but we just couldn't quite get it across the line. But I think when you look at the season as a whole, there's some some massive strides forward there, and, and I think we're in a, a really good place going forward. And qualification, we wanted a home quarter final uh, for the league, and we've got that now, and we've got it with a game to spare. Which normally we don't do things the easy way with Ulster, but to have that little bit of that little bit of leeway, it just allows us to maybe make a few changes potentially going into the last round, and, and make sure that everyone's had adequate game time before that quarterfinal. And obviously that victory away at Edinburgh, you know, showing some bounce back after the defeat to Leinster. We're looking at the Champions Cup semi-finals this weekend. Uh, it's going to be tinged with a bit of regret for you guys, as you said, because you, you probably could have and should have won that game. But where do you see um, the semi-finals going this weekend with obviously Munster and Ulster uh, in different semis? Uh, yeah, I think it'll be tough. I think Leinster will be very hard to, to, to beat at the Aviva Stadium. I think that that was... That probably for us when when we lost to Leinster it was tough to take, but they're a quality side, and you know we we sort of thought that the semi-finals would be very tough. But when we saw Toulouse winning and knew that we potentially would have been at home, it kind of made it even harder. But yes, yeah, so I think Leinster will be will be very hard to beat there, uh, despite how good Toulouse are. I think the problem is when you write Toulouse off, like they looked like they were being written off when they got a a man sent off in Paris. You know, that's where they seem to come into their own, but yeah, it's hard to see Leinster not winning. And the other one will be intriguing. So, well, I think Saracens in that, uh, that quarterfinal against Glasgow looked very, very impressive. But Munster are just the sort of team that you don't really want to get in Europe at the knockout stages. Where is where is it? Rico? It's at the Rico Arena. What the fuck's it at the Rico for? Because Saracens have the home country advantage. Yeah. And that's Why'd where... they pick the Rico? Well, I think all the London stadiums weren't available. Yeah. And it has to be over a certain uh, capacity. And, obviously, they wanted the Andy Goode suite uh, full of Saracens fans. Oh. So I'm up there hosting the Andy Goode suite oh, on, uh, Goody. On, on Saturday, yeah. We're talking about Bestie, not you. Okay, right, sorry. Jack McGrath, here we go. Here's a comment, but here's a thingy for you, Bestie. This is a serious question now. Um, we very rarely talk seriously. Jack McGrath joining Ulster next season. Yeah. And you've said you might stay on for another year, have you? 
Who do they say that to? Do they say that to him? No, I'm reading a quote, unquote, that you said to the Ulster Gazette. <laughs> the Ulster <laughs> Gazette. <laughs> <laughs> go on, go for another year, Rory. Surely. Oh, God, I don't know. What do you mean you don't know, mate? You don't do any training um, and you play four games a year. You could do it for another fucking five <laughs> hey, years. Do you know, of course I trained. You don't remember me being beside you in the scummage machine and on the land. <laughs> no, let's not talk about that, please. <laughs> Um, let's talk about to Jack McGrath. Big Jack, he's come and join Ulster. How's that going to sit? Cause... Yeah, look, it's for us, it's brilliant. Yeah. Like he is, Kane Healy has come back into some serious form over the last sort of couple of years, and, yeah. and Jack's had a couple of injuries and fallen behind. Um, I suppose a bit like Jordy Murphy did, he wants to come up, but he wants to, to get back into the starting team with Ireland in yeah. a different route. And look, I think it's a great sign for us that, that we can attract that type of person to leave an environment that Leinster obviously have to come to us to and I think part of the reason that these boys are coming up is is obviously about you know regular first team rugby um, which like we rotate probably a little bit less than Leinster because of the number of players but also they want to come and, and add a bit of experience if a, a young lad Eric O'Sullivan who's been fantastic for us this year uh, 12 months ago he was playing for Banbridge in the All-Ireland League and now he's He's playing in quarterfinals of Europe and quarterfinals of leagues, and, and he's he's got a lot of learning to do, but he's got a lot of potential. And, and somebody like Jack will come up, and he learn a lot from him. And I think that's potentially part of the reason that Jack wanted to come up to be part of a leadership group and and to sort of help people along and and to add value to the squad. Yeah, he'll definitely add a lot to you. Just just a quick one: if you're not going to stay on for a year playing, are you going to stay on? Or have you thought about staying on for in any different capacity? Um, potentially, if I don't continue with Ulster, I think with the way the World Cup falls, you know, hopefully to play into that early, very early November, it's a natural break to the end of that season to actually give yourself a little bit of a breath away from rugby, like you know, um, as well as I do, that you know how tough it is to be playing club yeah. and international. In fact, you couldn't cope with it for as long as I have. So, um, That's a very the, good point. Yeah, you saying I'm a bottle but, job, basically. That's what you say. Yeah, fair play. But right. it's, yeah, <laughs> not at all. You said it. <laughs> but it's just—it'll be nice to use the end of that season just to take stock and maybe do a little bit of of everything and, and see what I enjoy doing. Because I'd imagine when I do retire, probably the hardest thing to you're never going to replace the, the buzz of playing, but just the routine of getting up and doing stuff every day is going to be quite hard to, to replace. And, and the satisfaction you get from, I don't know, a good training session or whatever, or for you it might be a good lift in the gym or maybe selling <laughs> a piece of Gorilla Ape or whatever you call your clothing. Like we don't talk about them, we're disbanded. So oh, uh, oh, you disbanded or yeah, they disbanded. go on. <laughs> yeah, So basically what you're saying is for 400 grand you'll play on to the end of the season, right? Basically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly, um, that would get me into a room to discuss it, I would say. Now, uh, obviously, it wasn't a great Six Nations for Ireland, without stating the obvious, obviously, with World Cup coming on that you spoke about. Um, bouncing back from the Six Nations, you boys will still be confident going to the World Cup. Um, you know, Was it a bit of a shock, that England performance by them? And, and did, did that have a knock-on effect throughout the tournament? I think they probably didn't. It didn't surprise us, the level that they played out, because we know they're a good side, and ultimately they get a lot of... You know, they're either brilliant or very poor, depending on what paper you read and what game they play. But we, like, we knew how good they were going to be going into that game. And I think probably the surprise for us was how we didn't respond to it when they when they came at us. And I don't know for what reason that was. You know, we'll take a good look at it, certainly over the summer. And um, 
But yeah, look, we know we need to be a lot better. And in the Six Nations, when you lose your first game, it just puts you automatically in the back foot. Because there's any chance of winning the championship, you have to win every game. So every game, there's no margin for error. And we actually got ourselves scrambled back into it. And obviously, in hindsight, if we'd have beaten Wales, we'd have won it. But if the same thing happened in the Wales game, bad start. And away from home in the rain in Cardiff, you sort of, when you start poorly, um, as you could see, you just you end up in trouble and you try things and you get under more pressure and, and they just got on the front foot. And then uh, just finally for, from us, obviously we saw the news that our podcast friend Darren Cave's retiring at the end of the year. Did you just tap him on the shoulder and say enough's enough, son? <laughs> yeah, I think somebody had to. You know, he's like, he just keeps <laughs> careering on until somebody stops him. But I think a thing from an Ulster point, like he's been a fantastic servant. He's, you know, I've had to listen to him for a long time now and, you know he's he's a fantastic player. He's been a really good, he's been a really good mate of mine over a long period of time. And you know he's going to be successful in whatever he does. And, and he wanted to go out in his own terms. And, and I think he's probably playing as well now as he has over the last couple of years. And what a, what a way to go out for him, especially the way he played in that quarter final. But yeah, no, he's, he's a good guy. Phenomenal. All right, Roy, thank you so much for joining us, mate. No best, problem. Best of luck for best of luck for the injury as well. <laughs> Yeah, and thank it, you. And finally, you're predicting a Leinster Munster final, right? Uh, yeah, why not? There we go. You heard it here first. Yeah. It's the um, best. Has, Joe, has Joe been in touch with Nick Knowles lately? That's oh. <laughs> <laughs> has he been over to finish your gaff out or what? He hasn't quite yet, but he told me he's coming over. Oh, OK. Uh, yeah, no, well, let me know when he comes on, over. We'll meet up, shall we? He said you were on non-stop wishing him luck at the, when, when he was in the jungle. <laughs> This is bullshit from you. You can't come on here and sabotage the fucking sabotage. Fire like out it. shit like this. I like it. All right? It's out of order. We'll have words. Yeah. All right? I'll catch we up with you soon. Eventually. Good man. Good See man. You, See you, Cheers, pal. See ya. Hell of a bloke, eh? So you were messaging Nick Knowles a lot. One of the best. If One of the best in rugby. Yeah. You were messaging Nick Knowles, were you? Who was? You was. Can you come and do me house and good luck on I'm a celebrity? Okay, I like how that's been turned. <laughs> no, well, I'm just going off Sir Roy statements. I'm not giving you any story on that. Mate. So you Why, did do hold that. on, you come on here and you say things. And it gets, I may or may not have had contact with Nick Knowles. He's as has Sir Best. He is a good bloke though. As has Sir Best, which is what he's done there. He's tried uh, he's putting tr- a story of his. Onto you. Ridiculous. But he's, Nick Knowles is a good bloke. He's good an ambassador bloke, yeah. for... The Hambo Foundation. Great bloke. Comes yeah. to a lot of rugby, loves his rugby. Yeah, good man. Well, let's move on and have a quick look at the, the Premiership. Has the relegation battle sort of become clear now after the weekend's games? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be very difficult for Newcastle to stay up now, although Dino, after the game, did say that even though they lost to Leicester on Friday, uh, he believes it will come down to the last game of the season against Bristol. What perhaps he didn't foresee... Mm. is the next day Bristol beating Saracens with the last kick of the game and Worcester getting a five-pointer against uh, Sale at home. So their only chance now is they've got to beat Northampton in two weeks' time at home. But for me, looking at their running, Northampton at home, Gloucester away, Gloucester arguably are the form side in the Premiership at the minute, and then Bristol at home last game of the season, it, it's probably going to be done by then. And Pat Lamb's not even looking at the relegation now, he's more looking at top six, he reckons. What, what are your thoughts on that? And what are your thoughts on their win against Saracens well they're only nine points off of us so you know he's well within his right to look at top six and he said that right at the start, start of the season yeah, didn't he, did. he said yeah. we want loads of English players coming through we want them picking, being picked for England and I want us to get top six 
fair play to them. They're playing some good rugby and they've got a hell of a home record. So it's definitely doable for them, but I think it's it's still quite unlikely. I like he's been consistent all year in his in what what he's been saying. I think it's a stretch to get top six for them. Um, this Premiership season's been amazing, hasn't it? In terms of you know a couple of weeks ago. You were looking at, take Wasps for example, a couple of weeks ago they played Worcester at home and it was like, whoever wins that is clear of relegation, whoever's losing that game is in the relegation mix potentially. And, you know, for Wasps to go from where they've been over the last few years to the slide that they've had this year at times. And then they get out to Exeter, get a five-pointer and now they're looking at potentially top four. And they've got a tough run in, don't get me wrong. Um, but Bristol, you look at Bristol, obviously Saracen's picked a, an inexperienced team, shall we say, a few youngsters getting game time ahead of the semi-finals this weekend, and you know those inexperienced youngsters. That I know they had Billy come off the bench, and Jamie George, and a few of the others. Michael Rose played. They still nearly beat Bristol away from home, which, as a lot of teams have found out this year, it's it's a mm. tough place to go, mm. isn't it? Joe, just looking at the top four prospects for for Quinns, you guys have got Exeter away, Leicester at home, Wasps away. Come on, Wasps. Is that top four? Are you as confident as you as what you were maybe a few weeks ago? Yeah, we're still. It's such conv- conviction, there, mate. You've, such conviction. Well, the, you my co- my yeah. question: Whenever you are, oh, you've asked that question, like, oh, you've got these three games. It's like, yeah, well, we could go out, away and win those three games with five points, and mm. we'll be sat on sixty-five points. But then could lose all three, or you could lose all three. So I don't <clears> know, mate. I haven't got a magic ball, have I? But magic ball or a crystal ball? No magic one. Well, what does a magic ball do? What the fuck do you think it does? You rub it and you go. Let us win these next three games. A magic ball. Yeah. Okay. Or a fifty. Jim's p- back. Or a, <laughs> or a fifty p piece. Remember the Queen's nose? Yeah. No, you're too old, aren't you? No, I remember the Queen's nose. How? Why you were you like an adult watching kids' programs? Well, I've had children. Your kids aren't old enough to have watched Queen's nose. When's the Queen's nose? I'd say it was between nineteen ninety eight and two thousand and five. When you're eighteen. To 25, you sometimes decide to watch children's TV. Anyway, let's talk wasps. about... Wasps. Wasps. in the hand. The oh, mighty wasps. Him. Who saw that coming? Just, how many other teams have beaten extra away this year? No one. Well done, Joe. So it's a some it's some turnaround by Wasps, actually. No one would have given Wasps a chance of, of winning down Exeter. A ground they've never won at, and they've gone there and got five points. Defended like heroes, like I've never seen them defend this year. You know, players... Di Young came out and said he had to give Nathan Hughes a rocket the other week. Nathan Hughes is leaving the club. Have his performances... Uh, been good enough in a wasp jersey over the last however many months? No, they haven't. And it was kind of that thing. And it is difficult. I've been there when you've you're at a club, you're leaving at the end of the season, going somewhere else, and you know you've got one eye on that. He's got one eye on England. And Di gives him a, a, a rocket. All of a sudden, we've got players fit again, and the boys performed magnificently. You know, dangerous on counter attack. Marcus Watson played well. Zavania, you ever you see Zavania's try? The Georgian prop. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> Did you love it? Brilliant. I, I love him. Out my he's seat. brilliant. Is he? He's a brilliant player. Hell of a scrummager, yeah. but a great character. Yeah, yeah. Proper hard, but yeah. like fair. Do you know like great bloke. Love it. And to score like that. I love the like little like dive the, with the extension. And then the celebration. Brilliant. So yeah, you know, it was everything worked and people are saying extra they took their foot off the gas because they have got their home semi final sorted already. They went hammer and tongs. They just couldn't break down Wasps' defence, which not many teams have had problems breaking down Wasps' defence this year, if we're being honest. It's been porous. I like what you did there. Yeah. As in, it's been poor. Us. And porous. So you've like played on the word. Yeah. 
because it has been poor. Yeah. But they've also leaked. Porous, so, did you do porous. that on purpose? Or? I, I just, I know what words to use at the right times. Do not you? Like, not like, well, not all the time. No. But sometimes. You, you see Joe Simpson after the game saying, it's one of Skimpson. his... Skimpson. Why Skimpson? Because he skims crumble. Oh, does he? Yeah, he's got a reputation for that. He's been caught out loads of times and he's actually been called out on a rugby field about skimming. Skimming as an crumble? Insult, as sledging. Someone called him Do- Joe Skimpson in a game. Doesn't everyone go up to the cr- big pot of crumble and just take it? You them? fucking do. Yeah. But I'll take no, the old fucking he, tray, to be honest. No, you don't. <laughs> Eating crumble, the crumble, there's honour, yeah. and there's valour, and there's integrity to it, and you shouldn't be fucking skimming. I don't worry what anyone else is eating. It. But there make, is a trick to happy. it. Some, some a close rugby player to me told me a trick that people forget about the spoon. Next time you have apple crumble, or any fruit crumble, look at the spoon. It's got fucking shitloads, so just get the spoon and scrape it off, and you get double. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> So, yeah, Simo did say after the game, one of his proudest moments in a Wasps jersey, the boys fronted up. Now the issue for Wasps is, you know, in the camp, you're talking about top six, top four, wherever you finish. They've got a tough running as well. They've got Saracens at home in two weeks, and it all depends what team Saracens put out, depending on whether they win this weekend in the semi. Then they're away at Bath, who were in the mix for top six. And their last game of the season... Home to Harlequins could be a top four decider. I hope it is. Well, if it is, uh, we've got the man on the line who will be getting a picture of Joe Marler's face on his buttock. Is it Jim? It's, I'm here, mate. Hey, yeah, I'm here. Me old slipper. Uh, How are you? I'm going to get a tattoo, basically, of Joe Marler kissing my ass. I've decided. Someone actually messaged me that in, so that's what's going to happen. Kissing your ass or kicking your ass? Kissing. Mate, okay. it's not going to happen anyway. Mate, hey, it's the most North and South Pole club we've ever seen. N- North and South Pole club? What do you mean? What yeah, do you mean? Of... What do you mean? Helmet. How are you? Hey, I've been thinking about that. On the... I've been thinking about that all day. And that's what I came up with. It was great, Jim. It that was great. took you all day. We've had a Jimism from Joe Marler. No, we haven't. We have. He, he, no, we he haven't. mentioned something called the magic ball. You've heard of a magic ball, Jim, haven't you? You know when you're talking what, about what, a, crystal, what... a crystal ball. It's not a magic ball, is it, Jim? I wasn't talking about a crystal yeah, ball. You were. You I was were. talking about a fucking magic ball <laughs> that you you do magic with. Anyway, set the scene, Jim. Where are you? I am stood overlooking a man-made water feature mm-hmm. uh, with a man-made palm tree um, in a very nice place in Dubai. But as you know, Goody, because you texted me and asked me how the flight was, and I could I could be stood here making it up. I could be stood here thinking, I'll tell you what, I'm just going to make up a pack of lies. Yeah. But I'm not. Tell us I'm the truth. I'm telling you now. You turn left? I'm telling you now. No, I didn't turn left. No, I Goody. thought you were going to turn no, left no. and send the kids and the missus right. What's turn left? T- get on an aeroplane, turn left. What's that? We were in business or first class, right? I've never known. Well, you, hey, Joe, is. I don't either, mate. Hey, hey, we, we, we were the masses, mate. But no, we turned right and you couldn't even you couldn't even written it. <laughs> it was Max, Max was spewing the whole way. Yes. He, Max is one of the twins, apparently. Um, <laughs> and then Freya, the other one, is screaming to the point where, you know, like everyone's looking at you on the plane, like giving you daggers, whereas yeah. I wanted to basically start on everyone. I wanted to fill everyone in on the plane because <laughs> they're looking at me. Like, it's my problem. When it's not my problem, it was Beck's problem. Yeah. But I'm taking out on Beck. I've never, ever... I do, Joe, you've got kids as well. I have, yeah. Well, and I, I'll tell you now, it was, I'd say it was the most stressful seven and a half hours of my life. But when Please. I got off the plane, obviously the Billy Vunapol stuff was coming out. I thought things could be worse. I could be Israel Folau or Billy at the minute. Yeah. Well, That's more true. so Israel than Billy. Yeah. Knees, knees around your ears on the plane or what? Oh, 
Can you even imagine? I, I said, I ain't doing it again. I said to my missus, I'm not, we ain't going on holiday now until the kids are 10. <laughs> <laughs> Gen, genuinely. Well, JJ, hey, how old's JJ? He's eight or nine, isn't he? How old's JJ now? No, no idea, mate. I didn't, even, I didn't see him on the plane. <laughs> didn't even see him. I was absolutely filthy with the missus when I got here. What, why is it her fault? Well, she wanted to come on holiday. Mate, I've been on holiday. I've been to Hong Kong, mate. Well, I, I didn't go on holiday. The last thing I wanted to do was get on a plane. <laughs> We nice. were working in Hong Kong. Let's nice. not talk about that. So, where, where are you staying? You're on the, on the palm? Are you... Well, I don't want to tell you. I don't want to get mobbed, but I'm, in the, I'm, I'm on the shopping <laughs> stand. It's full of French people. Um, quick one while I'm on the phone. Joe, congratulations, yes, mate. Bloody hell, you've... Hey, smart. You're a smart man, aren't you? You know how to boost following. You just jump on the bandwagon <laughs> and you basically shot everyone down. And I've been looking at it. Four and a half thousand followers off you burying Billy. Well done. <laughs> it's not true. It's actually 12,000, but don't worry about it. Oh, what I wasn't. I've looked into it. He's killed Twitter, though, hasn't he? He's dominated it. Oh, mate. Well, this, this, this thing, this scenario where I don't even... I, I can't even speak about it because I'm, I'm that stupid. Have, have a go at it. Try and, try and verbalise it. Try and verbalise it. Well, I mean, talk about absolutely fucking yourself over, Israel. <laughs> I mean, come on, mate. <laughs> like... I, you know, like, I'm looking at it, I'm like, right, and I've got a friend who is a devout Christian, right, so, and I say so, as if Israel isn't, I don't know Israel, so I don't know how, I mean, is, is Israel a Christian name? I don't even know. It sounds Israeli to me, but anyway, uh, <laughs> so I've got a mate who's a Christian who lives by it, like, as in properly, as in, he ain't got any tats, there's no sex before marriage, like, all the things that were, were obviously jolted down in this list of, bar two of them, I'm basically, I'm going to hell, which I'm probably going to hell anyway. But then I look at it, and I'm, my mate who's a Christian who basically had no sex before marriage to the point where his wife doesn't even take contraception, so he's got six kids now. Oh, jeez. Um, so he's, he's li- you know, he's living by that. But from what I'm hearing from Israel and the stuff that I've read, I'm like, well, mate, you're, you're a hypocrite. Um, and then secondly, I started to think to myself, I was like, right, well, surely there's freedom of speech. But then you look into it even more and you're like, well, actually, no, because it's, it's not even freedom of speech. It's like hate speech. And, and then I'm looking at it, I'm like, mate, just, just say sorry. Just say, just say, I'm sorry, I messed up. And he's like, no, he's like, I'm not. The good Lord will, will guide me in the direction I need to go. Well, mate, the direction you're going is into the doll queue in Australia. If there is a doll queue, <laughs> mate, because I'm looking at it. And then Billy, mate, Billy, what are you doing, mate? Bill, you've been seen smoking in St. Anton. You've been seen... Well, maybe not seeing fornicated, but I don't think he's fornicated if he's got misses. Bill, mate, what are you doing? Come on, mate. And my point is, is basically, you can't say what I said. That whole explanation he's just done needs a, like, separate podcast. I liked it. Like, it should be, is that, Jim, is that Jim explains the world and it different different bits i think we need to look into that as a as a pod because that's fucking brilliant well i've had i've had four pints of guinness mates and i don't even know where the family are I, i've not seen them since i got here i literally dropped them off all right jim we'll enjoy the rest of the sunshine mate just one last thing jim obviously after the weekend's results are you now a wasps fan because you've slagged them off all year the wasps i tell you what Unfortunately for the wife, because she's going to be what well, I ain't going to see my ass. Like she's the one that's going to be seeing it. <laughs> is I reckon, I'd rather Quinn's make it because I, I I don't mind getting the tattoo. Right, get rid of it. You he can't wa- be getting the tattoo. tattoo. It can't be happening. He, he's just said it. Then he wants the tattoo of your nah, face on his nah, ass. I won't let it happen. And he's missing... No, no, of Joe's face kissing my ass. And... I won't let it happen. I think that's cruel to do that to him. And he's just said he won't see it, but his missus will. So Jim, that's not on. You're going to hell.
Goodbye, mate, Jim. That's fine, mate. I, I am. I, and that isn't the reason why. There's a few reasons you why have, I am. Hey, Jim, you have a good holiday, mate. Look after the family. See you later, yeah, mate. Yeah, I'll try to. Uh, cheers, Andy Rowe. Yeah, I'm good, thanks, mate. See you in a bit, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy your week, Jim. He's gone. And like that, he's gone. He says you boys are north-south. Dissect that with an open cloth. So Gloucester are pretty much guaranteed a spot now, aren't they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're surprised that Cipriani continues to play so well, but he's so far away from the England setup. I'm not surprised he's playing so well because Gloucester have got a fucking brilliant pack now that they've been missing for a few years. They've got some <laughs> stir in the pot. Have you playing Gloucester again this year or not? No, you've done, aren't you? No, they beat, they pumped us at home, didn't they? Oh, they did, yeah. But I mean, you know, they've been missing that front football and Sips on front football is one of the best in the league. I'd say he's the best in the league on the front Well, of course you would say yeah. that. The big thing for me was Bath were in the mix and you change your fly off. You take Freddie Burns off, who was carving up. Drop the goal and people said, oh, he had cramp. He could have played on Freddie. He'd have loved to play on and kick the winner there. And it just goes to show how integral a fly half is. New boys have chopped and changed a bit at 10 this year, haven't they, with Marcus Smith and Lange and... Um... Yeah, it's key. It, it changes the way you play the game, doesn't it? Because yeah. every 10's got a thingy. But is Fred out of contract? Nope. Has uh, he, he signed up for Bath for ages? Has he? He's got at least one more year. I thought you, he was going to. You keen to get him out of Quinns? No. Oh, well, why not? No, he's more than welcome. But what? no, I thought he was going to go look into doing other bits and bobs. Maybe we, we, when you say other bits and bobs, you mean playing somewhere else or retiring? No, out, out outside of rugby. No, no, no. Maybe no. he's doing that. No, he's, he's got another year. Oh, okay. At least at Bath. So that's just complete bullshit. Um, but there, was, there, yeah. there was the whole thing when Priestland was going to leave and then they told Priestland there's not a contract here. Thought they were going to get Andre Pollard. That didn't go through. Tried to get Aaron Crude and that didn't go through. Oh. And went back to Reese Priestland and went, how much? And he went, well, my fee's doubled. <laughs> Uh, so he's re-signed. But no, it's, you know, Freddie's staying. Don't forget you can watch all the season's Premiership Pro 14 and Champions Cup action on rugbypass.com if you're in Asia. And wherever you are in the world, you can watch the video version of this pod on there as well. So let's take a look at the social media now. Uh, the first question that's come in is from at Stony Boyos. Ask Joe, what would your perfect night out be with Israel Folau? I wouldn't go out with him. Next Fill question. him in. Fill him in. No, I wouldn't. I'm oh. nothing but love, but I'd just reserve the right to not go out with him because we probably wouldn't have a huge amount in common. Luke Watling has tweeted in, who would win in a fight, Joe Marler, between Alice Genge and Carl Sinclair? Oh, Very good question. The Mitchell brothers, as I labelled them during the Six Nations. Alice Genge every day of the week. I don't think I can give you an answer because I don't think they'd get much fighting done. There'd be so much trash talk between them. Yeah, I reckon Alice Genge has got street fights in him though, hasn't mm. he? There'd just be so much shit chat between them, mate. They're fucking funny. I mean, frustrating at times when you play with them. The amount of shit that they're throwing back and forth, they're funny. Very similar, they're good mates, very similar characters. You're giving it Genji, are you? I just reckon, I reckon he's like street hard, whereas Kyle... You don't think he's street hard because he went to Epsom for two years? Exactly. <laughs> he's, There's uh... some hard boys that have come out of Epsom, mate. I'm, I'm just, I'm backing Genji. He can have Genji, I'll back soon. be interesting in a couple of weeks. Well, they're them two play. Yeah, against each other. Yeah, I mean, it fucking was frustrating the last time they played against each other. Well, because they just talk too much. Well, me and Coley, the one side, and we're like, right, just on, grunt it, you just grunting, gentlemen. Get agreement. on with it, lads. And these two are fucking trash talking each other the other side, and we're like, fuck, lads, get on with it. <laughs> Come on, we've got to go home. Should we look at the rumour mill? You guys got anything floating around at the moment? Yes, I have. Have you? Yeah. Sean Edwards. Not going to Wigan in rugby league or Wasps, 
but staying on with Wales. Unconfirmed. Unconfirmed. Well, it's confirmed that he's not going to Wigan. So his next steps are yet to be decided. But do you know more on that? I know nothing. Wasps affiliation? I, 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 no comment. I know nothing. Uh, what I know is Sean Edwards is not going to Wigan and he will be employed somewhere post-2019 World what Cup. What I know is about Sean Edwards is that I've seen him in town in the centre of London in <laughs> full Welsh tracksuit really? and he's not on Welsh. He's not. He wasn't on Welsh. Just loves rugby. it. He was just <laughs> in the pub. Was he really? <laughs> with his stash on? Outside with a flat cap on, on the nice. phone. Oh, brilliant. Where was this? <laughs> uh, Chiswick Way. Does he live around that he way? He does, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've seen him there. And I was like, what were you doing a whale's there? in camp. What were you doing up in Chiswick? Oh, you know, uh, you know, coffee connoisseur. Just edgy, aren't I? You've gone up to see uh, Phil Swainston, haven't you? Uh, what else is there? Andre Pollard to Montpellier, potentially oh. after Aaron Cruden may sign for Glasgow. Bit of a change up there. Mm. Interesting one. The big one in France, and we love the French. Jim's mate, Fabien Gautier, will be taking over post-World Cup from Jacques Brunel. He's about to be announced on a four-year deal, uh, which is interesting, really, because I can still see them shifting out Jacques Brunel before the World Cup and just saying to Fabien Gautier, we can't get any worse, you might as well take it over now. But as Jim knows, and as Jim says, Fabien Gautier, yeah, some cowboy. Mm. Yeah, but wasn't he a good player? He's a very good player, Fabian Galtier. Being a good player doesn't make you a great coach. Any other rumours floating around? Uh, anything at Quinns? You got any? Nothing, no. No, you're not any more signings? Nothing, no. Big, big Kev's retiring, who's coming in second row? Nothing, no. No no comment, I like this. The other one is, the Cheetahs say Franco Smith apparently has been offered the Italy job to replace Conor O'Shea after the World Cup in 2019. Is he replacing or is he going to work alongside him? Well, hopefully... If anything, it's alongside because I think as you, well, you'd know Connor better than anyone in this room. Um, that might work out. Connor then take the reins as like director, so he can concentrate more on the structure and stuff yeah. like that. And he has done a lot of good work, unseen work, because people are just looking at the Italy national team and going, "Well, they're still losing." So, well, yeah, but it's the short-sighted been, view. Yeah, so. Exactly. so he's done a good job. But uh, rumours are that Franco Smith will be going in there post World Cup. Shall we have a look at the good, the bad, and the ugly now, Goody? Yes, let's. Uh, plenty of good as ever. We'll start off with Jim's old mate, Johnny Gray. Made 43 tackles for Glasgow versus Leinster. Not possible. Well, it is possible. He made 43 tackles. I counted every single one of them. Well, that's like one every under every minute. two minutes. Every minute. Every two it's minutes. Every minute, though, is it, Joe? Was it 80 minutes exactly? Or are we talking Did ball, the game we, finish on 80 minutes? Are we talking ball in play time? Or are we talking oh, just the clock? There you go. There's off. a clock that's like. Right, do your <laughs> fucking end good bad, Udley. You've done me in <laughs> So he made 43 tackles. Uh, I think that's more than I've ever made in my career. And nobody else in the Pro 14, Premiership or Top 14, has ever made more than 34 in a single game. So a hell of an effort from Johnny Gray. Um, what else? Connacht beating the Blues to seal a place in the Pro 14 playoffs and the Champions Cup next season. Great to see them back in that. And Ulster qualifying with a, a win away at Edinburgh, uh, which gets them a home quarterfinal. What else was good? Danny Cipriani and his no-look pass. Ian Madigan with the... Big testicles, last-minute kick to seal the victory for Bristol's. Leicester, we've put them in plenty of bad this year. Going up to Newcastle, fronting up and winning up there to try and pull themselves clear of relegation. Another good this week. It doesn't win the good, but Worcester's performance at home, getting the bonus point against Sale, uh, under pressure at the bottom of the table. I thought they were outstanding. But the good this week is obviously, obviously, 
going to my team in Coventry. The Mighty Wasps winning down at Sandy Park for the first time ever and getting a try bonus point as well. Zvania's try in particular was outstanding. The goose step, the pass to Lovin Balavu, getting the ball back and the long finish. Unbelievable. Outstanding work Loved from it. him. So the goo this week goes to the Mighty Wasps. Uh, the bad. Uh, we'll start off in France. Poe lost 71-21 at La Rochelle. Uh, and Simon Mannix has now quit slash been pushed after five years at the helm. Uh, what else was bad this week? The Dragons, it's now over four years since they last won away in the league. 44 games and counting since their last away win. And they went down 38-13 at the Cheetahs. The bad this week, unfortunately, has to go up north and to sail, losing by 20 points away at Worcester when they were in the race for the top four. Steve Diamond said he's going to ask his players why they were so pathetic. Good honesty from Dimes. Uh, the ugly, uh, only one ugly thing really this week. Uh, Damien McKenzie rupturing his ACL and being ruled out of the World Cup in mm. Japan. Poor yeah. fucker. Hell of a player. All the best, Damien. Thanks, Goody. And uh, you've got a shout-out to finish on, don't you? I certainly do. Yeah, big shout-out as well to a fan of the pod, Scott Stinson, uh, who has had his right arm and shoulder amputated because of a rare bone cancer. It spread to his lungs as well, and he's now looking to fund a treatment that will save his life. So if anyone can help out raising money and awareness, just check out GoFundMe.com and it's Scott's Sarcoma Solution. Let's do all we can to help him out. He's a big fan of the pod. Keep fighting the good fight, Scott. All the best, Scotty. Thanks, Goody. Thanks, Joe. And thank you for listening as well. Don't forget to subscribe. Follow us on Twitter, review us on iTunes, and check out our new Superfans monthly subscription subscription service at patreon.com forward slash the rugby pod rugby pod yeah i know <laughs> pod 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 <laughs>